All right, you guys ready? Yes, sir. Reconfigure those microphones. Yeah, mm. now we're ready. Well, are we? Greg, can you talk? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Did I shame you out of eating that stick of cheese, Michael? You did. I'm sorry. You should eat it. I didn't mean you'd do that. I'm going to eat one. If I'll eat one in unison when you eat one. Right, then watch watch, watch, eat watch one. how quick this happens. I'll eat one. Can I have more water, Adam? Uh, sorry, Thank listeners. You. We're just going gonna to re-up on water and this is cheese. What, this is what they paid on Patreon for, isn't it? Exactly. This is your special monthly Patreon bonus content module. Uh, with Thank you, Adam. One of our favorites, Mr. Gregory Burke, who's now going to introduce himself while drinking a glass of water. Hey, guys, I'm Greg Burke, and I'm here with Michael and Adam. Couldn't even see his lips move. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we got some great questions from you guys from the Patreon page. Uh, I did accidentally, because I thought we were going to have Greg for a frame rate session, but it turned into a one-upsmanship session. I said questions for me, Abe, and Greg, but... Uh, Instead of abing, we're adaming today. Mm. Okay, you did. Now you heard Adam. Adam didn't exist yet because he was getting cheese. No, out of the ether, I came <laughs> with my cheese. So I'm gonna direct <laughs> uh, all your questions that were meant for Abe to Adam, as if he is Abe, and expect him to answer. Okay. Either either answer yourself or what you think. Or Abe what would Abe say. might either say. Way. Can I get on a frame rate, by the way? Please. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. So first question for me. I'm trying to find overlap for us so we can launch a podcast. Uh-huh. What do you already know a lot about and are passionate about? I'm going to um, assume movies because we're all in the world. Sports, uh-huh. action movies, um, early 90s comic books. Um, that could be in something. Are there any shows that are like your favorite all-time shows? Uh, the Wire, Friday Night Lights, <gasps> uh, we Sopranos. The British Office, uh, the comeback. Um, we could do a dope wire podcast. That could sure, be good. that'd be good. Simpsons. Um, there's already a Simpsons cast that no, sure demolishes us in any way. Anything we could hope to achieve. All right. Well, that was my question. Now I'm gonna hand it over to the audience. Please step up to the mic. Do not cut in line. Yes, you. Hi, Stephen Wright. Sorry, if you've been to comic conventions, that's how they do it. Uh, Stephen Wright asks, if you were forced into a purgatory where you were only allowed to make one genre of film, Greg may have already spoiled his answer, which would be the one you were tested with and tortured by working in? Oh, it's the opposite of what I thought. I thought he was going to say, which would you prefer? He's saying, if you could have your dream come true, you're going to make movies. Right. What's the genre that you'd be like, fuck, I didn't want it to be in this genre, though. (laughs) That's a great question. Um... Shit. Um, musical? I guess musical. That would suck. Right? Um, Not for, I like writing lyrics, so that wouldn't suck as hard for me. I'd say for rom-coms. Me, I, it probably would. No, I mean, I like rom-coms. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Action movie. Uh, no, that's the one you like. No, I'm trying to think of genres. Tape. Action oh. movie, sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like epic blockbuster superhero popcorn film. Michael Bay popcorn film. I'd hate to be locked into making Marvel movies personally. I know that's a dream for a lot of people. I'd hate it. In a heartbeat. I'd do it if they offered. (laughs) But I wouldn't. It's not my first pick. But for me, it's rom coms because I think, like, I think the underlying logic of rom coms is false. Like Mm -hmm. the love at first sight and shit. So it'd feel weird to me to be just spending my career perpetuating a 
mythos that I don't actually believe in. At right. All. I guess for me, I've enjoyed so many of them because I do love rom. Like I, I love rom coms that are really well done. Yeah. And there's a lot that I really love, and a lot of them, I guess, would fall into the category of comedy. So. It doesn't feel like it would be hard. What about like a Gosford Park for you? Like like sophisticated Ooh, bedroom dramas. Right. Would you hate doing that? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did love Ash Jeeves. Like you know that uh, you ever read the the, the book? Uh, the, it was like a collection of short stories. Ash Jeeves. I forget who it was written by, but it was like uh, sort of about the this butler. Uh-huh. Uh It's gonna sound weird to describe. This right is now. not. You realize it's the same name as the Search Engine, but there's no connection. But is it's that, not. Okay. No, Okay, hold there on. There has to be some Wait, connection. Hold on. You must, that's hold not on. what it's called, is it? I thought of S. Jeeves <laughs> because of the search engine, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure the short story collection is just called Jeeves. Oh, okay. But I think it was based on the short story collection. Gotcha. Oh, oh, like S. Jeeves is a reference to this short story so. collection about a butler who just helps his master out of scrapes right, time and short again. Stories. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a short like Frasier. That used to be a thing like Gunga Din where you're like, the character who's like a happy servant right, who yeah. helps you out. <laughs> but it was like Frasier where they would get themselves into hijinks and stuff and like he would help them out and like Have you ever seen Worcester and Jeeves? The uh Hugh Laurie show? Is that based the on British the Jeeves that I'm thinking of? It might be based on the same book, but it is based Worcester. on the series. Yeah, of they, oh, no, okay, I think it yeah. is. Oh, that is the show. Then yeah, Stephen Fry and uh, they made Hugh a show Laurie <laughs> did did a British sitcom of oh, that okay. book called Je- Worcester yeah. and Jeeves. It's really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think now if the collection was called Worcester and Jeeves or if it was just called Jeeves. I feel like it was just called Jeeves. Adam, what I do you no think? Idea. That like, answers, no idea. I think idea. that answers Stephen's question. Adam, what genre would you... Is there any genre that if... Kids television show. If they told... Okay, so follow up. Kids television If a producer or if like God could tell you, you will succeed, but this is it for you. Any attempt to branch off will fail. You will be doing kids television. Right. Would you quit? Filmmaking no. and fine. No, I'd still, still do it. I would be in on that. <laughs> musical comedy, because I, I, I mean, I love. I mean, I love a couple of musical comedies, but I feel like if I had to work on that for the rest of my life, it might, because I'm not comfortable in it. So that would that would wear yeah. on me. Real young kids TV would be hard, but like if I had been a writer on Adventure Time, I could die happy. There's some kids TV I really. But admire. like Blues Clues or oh, like something like that. Uh, you know, like write. like yeah. Barney. Yeah, that right, would be tough know? to care about writing and yeah, directing. Yeah, I mean, that's a broad spectrum, though, isn't it? Because, like, also... I is it? I don't know. I don't no? watch it. Do you watch any of this ever? I mean, have you, I mean, have I, you I checked watched, in with this at all? No, but, I like, a, a haunting memory for me of my childhood was my niece was born uh, when I was, like, a junior in high school. So I remember waking up every morning, and my, my mom would be babysitting my niece, and she would be watching... Uh, Lunette, uh, the big comfy couch. Yeah, you guys are hear yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Lunette and Molly, uh, a clown and her dolly on the big <laughs> comfy couch. Are you ready? <laughs> so like that fucking that haunts me in my mind, and like that shit. Yeah, that would destroy me if I had to do. But that's oh, musical comedy and children's it's, theater. To it's be honest. super that's a lot. comforting to me. Weirdly, this is gonna sound really weird, but like sometimes to sleep. I'll load up old episodes of like Read Between the Lions or Under the Umbrella Tree. Do you guys remember Under the Umbrella Tree? No. I love oh. those kids' shows that are for like 11 year olds, roughly, with like one person and a few puppets. Like Sherry Lewis and Lamb Shop. I like that show's very comforting to right. me. Under the Umbrella Tree was like a ripoff. You of, would fall asleep to that? Like I'll put it on my laptop, a YouTube playlist of Under the Umbrella Tree to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Because exactly because it's for it's not gonna 
none of the content will like catch my brain and I'll have to be like, wait, I want to follow this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's good background. Does it make you dream of children or being a child? It makes me feel able to sleep i think because it reminds me of when i was a child and had less comforting. stress yes it's Just, comforting in that sure. way yeah that makes sense we're so far afield of the question i'm gonna move on <laughs> doc garby asks obvious question aside from smash brothers what video game is greg better at than michael i don't Holy know shit i don't know why that he would, would assume you're be better at game? smash brothers no. than me Oh, oh you, you the, would, you, we did an escrow mission oh but this is I all lies you, where lou was actually in it Yes. As my roommate from Mizzou. 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 People don't realize this is all lies. We're professional Escort fakers. Escort Mission was a documentary, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, um, you're probably better than me at Goldeneye. Am I? I All I know is... I mean, I was good, but I wasn't the best of my, my friends. Friend, I was bottom ranked of my group. I'm in, not Any good at sports it. game. You'd be better than him at any maybe. sports game. Uh, well, maybe not modern... I don't know. Like, NFL Blitz, I put many hours into, but any other one, you'd probably wipe when the, the floor. Fuck was, me. It? was that like mid 2000s? That was, I played or, that in earlier. the arcade. Like, yeah. yeah, many hours in the arcade. Earlier. It was fun. It was in the late 90s, I want to say. Or the Monster oh, okay. League sports games, I'd stand a chance. But <laughs> That's that. amazing. Oh. Do you ever play Monster League hockey? Really Super fun. Monster League hockey? No. But do you ever play the Robot League baseball game? Yes. Same company. Maybe. Wow. Was it the same yeah, company? Yeah, yeah. I makes fucking sense, love right? that, that game. That shit is good. Yeah. That game was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and they did like also Mutant League basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, did we answer that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goldeneye sports games. Less obvious question. Does Adam find it easier directing Michael or Greg? Um, easier is such a weird... Easier? That's weird. Uh, I'm kind of asking you to like throw shade on one of us. <laughs> rank us. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Greg... I've never directed Greg when it was his project. So in that respect, Greg always walks in with less preconceived ideas and that is like easier. Like a child. He comes in like a child. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam has to shape. No, because I was like <laughs> the equivalent. He has to shape. Res has gently have to answer this question. I think you're saying because I was the equivalent of like a producer in the crack system. I sometimes would throw my dick around and Greg's not going to push back as much. Well, I mean. Which is nice. No. Well, so like. To be fair, every time with escrow mission, I'd be like, Adam, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so if this doesn't sound right, please correct me. Yeah, well, that was true. I mean, like, how could you know? It, I, I would say that Mike... Ugh, God, I don't know how to answer this question without it being difficult to hear. I, if you want to throw shit on me or whatever. Like, I, mean, I don't want to. Because no, I do feel like an escrow mission... a better person and I, no, actor. No, uh, no, I do feel like an escrow mission, like, we could not have, have shot as much stuff as we did, as well as we did, without uh, uh, Michael being able to be off book and be as good as at his character as he was. I was constantly trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing. So so absolutely and yet Gre- I needed more direction. Sure. But Greg also we almost always wrote the part that involved more drama for Greg. Right. Like like we would write the part where no exposition was required, but reacting to things was required. Uh-huh. Almost always. Not every time, but almost always. Right. Because I think that you are f- like you just felt freer to do that, and Mike felt more obligated to 
Learn the exposition. Yes. Yeah. Michael like, is a simple actor who exactly. only knows his lines and knows video games. I'm more of just uh, an orator, just regurgitating <laughs> things that I've memorized. You know what? I have, I'm going to answer this question by giving you two very small anecdotes. One of them is the first time I directed Mike properly was not Hitler's stash. Hasn't it was, happened yet as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Oh. It was Pride and Prejudice in Space. And Mike... I tell the story a lot. Mike was in the bathroom in this like place we shot it, preparing the faces he was going to do for this character. Like he was like, I'm going to do this face at this time, planning a performance. And honestly, I didn't change anything because it was like, this is amazing what he's doing. Now, the contrast between him and Greg is this other anecdote. Greg came on to Mundane Action Heroes, which was like this, this short... Uh, this like action short that we shot and Greg had a plan in mind and I changed the entire thing like in the first take and from you, you probably don't even remember no, this. No, I don't. Yeah, I knew you what wouldn't. Was it? You had you had read the script and thought this guy has to be dumb. Yeah. Because of like because you're making him a human. You're making him right. a human being and I was like no, I'm going to have to make, I have to take less I have to take the humanity away from him. And in one take Greg changed the entire character and did it perfectly from that moment forward. To me, that is illustrative of what is different about them and their strengths. Huh. So I don't know how else to answer the question. You navigated I, that I, I most didn't expertly, know that, sir. <laughs> he did. But it's true. I, I didn't know like, that happened, actually. Yeah, I know. Because huh. you, you don't... As, you are a true actor in the sense that you didn't approach your idea as though it was going to be permanent. Well, I do you remember know, like, in a bunch of escort missions, there were times where you guys were like, well, this is the joke. And I was like, I'm just trying to make sense mm-hmm. of how that works in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I was trying to do that and as we a were real person. Like, mm, just I mean, do the fucking joke, Well, also, because Cracked content is so information-laden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Working right. on Cracked sketches has the weird experience, if you haven't done it before, where, like, like Noel Wells did today's topics and would complain about, like, yeah, I've yeah. acted in so many things, but it's never... But I'm struggling with this because it feels like... What's my motivation? And the answer is to get this information exactly right. correct and not fuck up. That's right. your motivation. Because yeah. like, the audience needs to know this, this, and this. And there, yeah. might be, <laughs> there might be emotions you can infuse in it, but that isn't even necessarily the most important thing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean what I said. Like, they both, there isn't an easier, they're different people, so they require different things. And they're both good. So both of them are easy to work with, you know? Right. Rowdy Logan Ryder yeah. asks... Says, Greg has the best episode of Rough Stuff. Why isn't he in more Small Beans podcast? Michael, because I suck. Although you are bi-coastal as well, so. No, I mean, I live in L.A. But there's been a few times been, that you yeah, were out of town. I guess yeah. just bad luck, the combination bad I luck. Do, I do hop back and forth a lot, yeah. But uh, I agree that that's the best episode of Rough Stuff. Really? I, that I, wasn't I've on, liked a lot of those, but I liked that one because... Because like it was a good story, like right. the story of Jeremy. It's the description of Jeremy. Yeah. What he said, <laughs> the like, king. Jeremy's and, the king. And when you broke into dialogue, going like, "No, dude, it is there." My dad probably filled yeah. it up while we were eating God. pizza. And Jeremy just, kept just doubling like, down. No, yeah, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> that was the first time I told that story in full, and I haven't told it since. And I, I've been trying to figure out a way to do that, and I should. <laughs> you should. Danielle Adan. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Danielle, were there any escort missions you guys were excited to make but didn't get the chance to? 
We cut a couple. Can you remember what was cut when cracked folded? Because um, there were still planned there ones. There were good ones. I I was well. Here's a an inside a behind the scenes for you. I was editing like three episodes at once. Yeah. The day that all that shit oh, went really? down, and I emailed Christine Newhall, who's mm-hmm. the the who was the head of like post yeah. at Cracked mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I'm waiting for notes back on these three episodes, and she responded just like, they all died. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Send in your invoice. It's over. <laughs> right, and like oh my people God, don't really? know. A lot wow. of people still don't know there is an after hours finale. There's a final uh-huh. episode. We shot and edited it, and we're in the process of adding the animations. And they're like, no, nah, scrap it. So like, I can watch it at home on my computer, but no one, you listening will never see it. Yeah, and there's, I'm <laughs> pretty sure there were three episodes of Escort Mission I mean, that were... If you and we've written more, If I you want to hate scripts, the company that did this all to Cracked, fucking multiple people, Daniel O'Brien, myself, and Nick Root included, were like, we'll do this all for free. It's already shot. People are going to want a conclusive After Hours ending, and you'll get ad sales off it. Like, we'll edit and finish it. Like, we'll drag it over the finish line totally for free. And they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> so, That's like, insane. they just don't give a shit. It's yeah. insane. I mean, I, I wanted to, I don't know if we could put this out there, but I, I wanted to, like, maybe I emailed Dan about this, or I don't remember, of, like, doing a live show where we showed whatever was not published, but that was ready to be published. I feel like if, you, I feel cool. like if somebody put it together, it would happen. Yeah, we could, like, do it at UCB and Dan not get sued, probably. Yeah. But like, yeah, those three episodes of Escort Mission, like, I liked them a lot. And I don't remember what game. Which they ones were, were they? Do you? Fuck, I don't remember. But I do remember liking them a lot. I also think you don't get enough. Yeah, Greg, especially. Was it from day one? Did you edit yeah. every Escort Mission? No, I didn't edit the first. Definitely not the first ones we did. But you were lead editor on this whole series, the, I think. Yeah, the only early on. Yeah. The only editor. I, I mean, you edited a couple of them, didn't you? The maybe thing, the first couple. Maybe timing but like, I love editing, but yeah. so I would always dibs on editing shit. <laughs> See, now Greg doesn't know this, but like Greg's also one of the only freelance editors who I never sent more than one or two notes to. Like, oh yeah, because we most editors I would, we I would, would send pages. Oh really? Of notes. And and we worked with You're wonderful editors. Editor, yeah, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, we worked with. Editors who who I love, but they and, don't have the same comic timing instincts. I think because you're also a comedian, you get the timing yes, right. Right, probably. Yeah. But I, but there was always the same end of like this could be tighter. <laughs> well, cracked was always <laughs> cracked is like super speed. Right, yeah. I was never used to that, and that yeah. was always the consistent end. Yeah. I'd be like, I think this could be tighter if we just like do the normal tidying that yeah. you usually do, Greg. And yeah, <laughs> it took me eight months of editing on staff at Cracked to get that in my brain. The fast because I was used blah, blah, to blah, film. Blah, blah, blah. Like right. in the speed of film, you know. I will kind of to my own horn or like take credit for that. Yeah, that really comes from that's the preferred pace of Abe and me. Definitely, like, yeah. we developed that speed at those are muskets. So I think we kind of brought that to crack. You absolutely did. There's no question. Um, let's see. Yeah, we can't remember. I'm sorry. I wish we could remember what the three canceled um, games were at least. But they, I, what we'll would have been out later. at the time? I'm trying to think. Like I, I think do, the last one we did was the last. Uh, Resident Evil. I think that was the last one seven. was posted. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did shoot a, a yeah. Resident which Evil I, seven. I love that episode because it's like you is was like super scary mm-hmm. and like I was so scared. Like the the pretext oh, yeah, before you're the under episode, the blanket and shit. Yeah. I was like I, I had holed myself <laughs> up in the in my room because you had played it. And it was yeah, scary yeah, me. yeah. And I came back and out I'm doing a replay. You, right. Yeah. You, and I find you're doing a replay and like I freak out. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what the other ones were though. Did my re- favorite was the Valentine's Day one where you're gonna go on a date. And it's not a particular game, because what I liked about it is it wasn't a particular game. Uh It was a broader, like, 
you were just punching holes in all the ways the games handle romance. Right. I just still find it really insightful and pointed because games handle romance in like terrible, right. terrible fucked up ways. And that ends with you like jerking off, doesn't it? I think you leave for your date and I jerk off to DOA Beach Volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Didn't Witcher? Th- did we release a Witcher three episode? Because we shot one. Uh, I definitely remember releasing a Witcher one. Yeah, we okay. definitely released a Witcher one. Uh, did we release the Breath of the Wild one? Where Nintendo? Yeah, like, with the big Nintendo that. one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't remember. My this fa- is honestly, not fruit- f- going to be fruitful. Yeah, yeah I don't oh, remember. Okay. All right. my, no, my, no, go ahead. My favorite thing of all the Escrow Mission episodes is was always the endings where we were allowed to improvise stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was easily <laughs> yeah. my favorite part. If we're talking about they're always mission. better than what we wrote. The seizure Every time. was a good. The ending. seizure was great. <laughs> uh, the end of uh, the aliens episode where would you call Die Hard a liar? And like I come right up to your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're about to kiss. Essentially, yeah, we snuggle up. The episode that ended up with the shipping of of Lube and, and Loop. Well, Lube is what they called it. Lead and Lead Noob. and Noob. Our couple Lube. name is Lube. And someone did a whole bunch yeah. of manga fan art of us. Right. It, like basically in a rom com. And like, that was throwing after... popcorn at each other, having a fight, <laughs> making up, snuggling on the couch. And that I was never from... saw any of this. Really? Uh, yeah, no, no I never saw fan it. Was from an improvised ending with the two yeah. of us, just like where like we snuggled up together, talking wow. about one of the games. Right. Wow. And then there was after uh, Metal Gear Solid, where like there was going to be a fort behind the couch. Oh yeah, that was improvised. Yeah, I played a fort. Yeah, all my favorite stuff we, was improvised stuff. We could do an improv comedy podcast because I love improv, and there's not a lot of people in our circle that do love. It. Do you like and do improv or not really? Yeah, maybe we should. I'll, I'll keep thinking about it. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have think a podcast it. by the end of this. Think podcast. about like if we all could right. come up with one of my favorite podcasts ever right now. So I want to shout it out as uh, my gorgeous son, which is two comedians. One really did move to L.A. Failed, quote unquote. I mean, failure is a very weird term in this town, but didn't achieve what he wanted as quickly as he did and then moved back home, which is to Canada. And his other friend, who's like the Lou to his Greg, so to speak, never left Canada. So now they do a podcast where he plays his father, like trying to get his life back on track because uh-huh. he's like, you failed. I'm going to teach you like what's right. Uh-huh. And they just improv from that premise. And I feel like we could do something <laughs> like that if we figured out the right premise. Okay, we'll steal that, yes. All right, uh, Daniel Christensen asks, Greg and Mike, if you could have any acting role in a five pl- or more season show, so Deadwood's out, because that would be my pick, what role would it be and what type of show? And then parenthetical clarification, this show can already exist or be one you invent. All right, this is like an essay question. You would either be regular cast or a recurring character, I imagine this would be live action, but you can pick voice acting if you want. So let's take this piece by piece. There's so many levels to this. I don't if you know. could have a, a, any role that really exists, I'm going to change it. I, it's my prerogative. If you could have a role that really exists in a five-season or more show, what's your dream role? Uh, probably some kind of grounded action role. I was going to say Jesse Pinkman, so yeah. Jesse Pinkman? Jesse, I'd love From to Breaking play Bad? Jesse You think I'm really? really Jesse Pinkman? It would be so fun. No, I'm not. The, oh, listen, you. They didn't ask, are you right for it? I'm not uh, saying I would do a good job. They're asking what would be the most fun. What do you want to? Uh, I would have so much fun doing it. I uh, wouldn't do it better than Aaron Paul. I'm not saying that. I would have a lot of fun doing some kind of like fucking, I mean, it's really just like a hero fulfillment, but like doing some kind of like Jack Bauer role. 
But like, also, I love Coach in Friday Night Lights. Like, that's yeah. a great role. A great do you role. love the acting part of being Jack Bauer? No, like, not do you at all. Like, that's that's the thing. Not so you all. like the finished product of it, right? It's so the it's, director. In what you. would I actually enjoy yeah. doing? Probably Friday Night Lights, because like being something like with Coach, yeah, Coach and Friday Night Lights, where like you're getting those meaty roles, meaty scenes, where like you're doing grounded, real life stuff. Um. That's probably what I would enjoy the most. Yeah. Either that or I'd be Stringer Bell in The Wire, obviously. It's such you a mentioned Deadwood, fan. though. We should do a fucking Deadwood Dude, podcast. My actual favorite would be I would love to have played E.B. Farnham in Deadwood. E. I think Far- I would. So, good. Um, so, I mean. And I think the reason I gravitate towards, because in high school and college, all the drama roles. See, I have the opposite. I don't want to do hero fulfillment for some reason. I like acting wise, the juiciest to me is victim fetishization like i would always end up in the role where it's like he has the big scene where he reveals dad molested me when i was seven all right (laughs) all right or like we did distance from here where he has to finally break down and be like i punched my girlfriend in the stomach to abort the baby okay jesus christ that shit to me is fun to try and get (laughs) into like to try and make yourself cry i like those those challenges as an actor i mean if we're looking at deadwood then it's got to be uh uh, fucking what's his name who played Prez Belusky, the classic fuck up <laughs> no 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 in, uh, in Deadwood oh 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 um, Garrett Dillahunt Garrett Dillahunt yeah Mr. Those, w and... I hope they bring him back as somebody else for the movie he's incredible because that that would be fucking phenomenal that would be yeah. really cool if they did that um, but I love Deadwood and I don't think sorry but like on the fly it's gonna be boring listening for me to try and invent a show that would be a perfect vehicle for myself. I can't do that off the top of my head, so I'm gonna ignore that part of the question. Does anyone have an answer? <laughs> invent a show. Well, they said okay, like it could also be a fictional show, and you could either be regular cast or recurring character. But I don't know. I don't know. Some show I would want to make, and I'd want to be just the writer. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Not to crap on your question, Daniel. Thank you very much. But we only are going to answer the first portion. Zach, two questions about the old days. Number one, in the behind the scenes for Wizard Assholes, which is an alternate title for Harry Potter. Harry, Welcome back, Potter, or Harry right. Potter series. Sway so mentioned he knew how the next 10 seasons or something would go. Can you share some of your favorite bits? condescendingly explaining that Harry Potter is unrealistic, even presuming the existence of magic is one of my favorite things. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to go on all 10, but I will pitch. We, we did work out. At, I was exaggerating, but we worked out five, at least, Abe and I, that we were really excited to do. One of the recurring things was Voldemort would always be defeated and reincarnate in a different form at the beginning of the next season. So our season two... Oh, and each season we were going to parody a different type show. So the first show was supposed to be like, uh, the first season was supposed to be like Fear and Loathing, you know, mm-hmm. trippy, druggy, Jack Kerouac, shitty guys bumming around. Second season was going to be a parody of The Wire, and it was going to be Voldemort comes back on the back of the head of like a Baltimore detective, and because of Voldemort's insistence, tracks down Harry and Ron, <laughs> and they get involved in like a web of polit- local city politics oh, and shit. Really? That would be amazing. And then we were going to just keep aping shows we like. Like the third one was going to be a Breaking Bad style show where they... Where Harry Potter realizes he has cancer of the magic, and he's got to make seventy-seven thousand dollars to buy the right potion and shit. So what happened? Why? And what? Voldemort was always going to come back in a different. Why didn't he go well, the site. <laughs> no, but Harry Potter was a few years ago. 
Well, Cracked Studios, meaning which is what we call the big budget productions that you would consider like the more ambitious web series. In retrospect, obviously, they were bones thrown to each writer to keep them from quitting. Because oh, really? the conditions were there were such that many of us often discussed quitting. And then that would usually spark them being like, well, why don't you take the next Crack Studios project? Then you'll, you know, like, uh, so then it would be like, oh, Dan's going to stay because he has a show that's really right. exciting to write. And then you'd release the first batch and we would always be talking about what the next batch is going to be and what the future legs of the show are. And then inevitably every time someone from the upper level would go, but the first three didn't make the money back that we put into them, so it's canceled. And we'd try again with a new, like then we'd go like, all right, then I guess let's do Starship Icarus. And then that got canceled after four episodes, and it became one of the most common comments in all of Cracked History on the YouTube channel is, why is everything fucking, <laughs> there's three episodes and it ends. Like right. I just got into the characters. What the fuck is going on? And the answer is, poor business strategy like they weren't willing to commit to a high budget series but they weren't willing to admit to us that they weren't because then we would leave that's fucking so terrible. they would like fake kind of doing high budget series and then cancel them. right so that's why um oh zach second question care to share any info on that after hours lost finale i already did boop 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 oh but was there anything unique that made it a series finale or was it just one that happened to be the last no, it was designed to be the finale. It tells you the final fate of all four characters. Are you serious? And it's about our like the most impactful finales in TV show history, and you will never, ever see it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. No, it's a Daniel O'Brien written great script about like a classic After Hours episode that's very strong that is already shot and edited, and we just can't release it. <laughs> And we even said, well, you can release it for free. We won't ask for anything. And they're like, nah. Oh, my God. Uh, Dan Kubaki asks, since I'm pretty sure you were all gamers. That's super true. What common video game mechanic would you love to have in your real life, like falling asleep as soon as you go to bed and sleeping for exactly X hours, etc., things like that? And what mechanic would you most hate? Like, for example, all animals attacking you on site. And if you're up for a challenge, no one repeat each other. <laughs> That's kind of... An entertainer's instinct, anyway, is to not repeat what the last guy said, I would say. But uh, I'm going to repeat. Dan, even before I read your sentence, you stole the one I was going to say. For me, who suffers with insomnia, and when I don't get sleep, I get really fucked up. Like, my stomach gets really fucked up. Uh, I would do the thing where you fall asleep instantly for X number of hours and wake up instantly. Well, fuck, I'm really going to disappoint Dan, because I would love that as well. I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you suffered from insomnia. I, yeah, I... I have trouble falling asleep too. I would yeah. fucking love that. Hmm. To be able to just fall asleep. And even not thinking of it as a game mechanic, I can't count the number of times I've been lying awake and thought, literally had the thought, if I could have any power, it would be to fall asleep on command. Yes. I don't know how people do it. A lot <laughs> yeah. of people can just sleep anywhere at any point. They can just fall asleep. I don't get it. I, I also like, do it. I have to be home in my own bed if I'm anywhere else. It's I've impossible. had issues of yeah. being in other people, like new surroundings and not yeah. being able yeah. to fall asleep at all. That's fucking terrible. Also, immortality would be good. <laughs> no matter how many times I die, <laughs> Still, I, I'd rather be able to I come sleep. back. I'd rather yeah. be able to sleep. <laughs> Adam, you got an answer for uh, fate? Recovering health just by waiting. 
No health insurance costs. Yeah. yeah. You just oh, have wait. to duck behind sure. a wall. Yeah. Just, just wait for a while. <laughs> You'd be like, You'll be fine. I got in a nasty car accident, but I'll duck behind this wall for a while and I'll be fine. <laughs> What's the game that he references where animals attack you on sight? He probably means the Far Cry franchise, but there's a lot of games like that now. Where animals yeah. just attack you? Where it's like, not every animal, like not cows or whatever, but like... The game takes place in the woods, and like it's a Lord of the Rings game, and okay. yeah, most of the animals they are encounter if right. they see you, they <laughs> yeah, attack right. you, and you have to kill them, like boars, bears, and cougars. And it gets, I guess he's saying, if that happened in real life, like Abe and I were just recording some footage inside the game Red Dead Redemption Two because we're gonna do a sketch with it, and it didn't occur to me because I was just not thinking with those lenses on, but as I was doing this stuff. We were in this pond where there were like 12 alligators in this pond, and it's in a town. It's like the pond one street out from town, and there's 12 uh-huh. alligators. He's like, dude, if this was the density of alligators in the world, humans couldn't live. Like, right. How can there be 12 alligators in a pond 50 feet from town? But even just taking that at its word, like, it's birds. You would die. Birds would just fucking cover you <laughs> and you die squirrels like you'd just true. be dead no matter what you'd be dead uh, they attacked you if ants decided to kill us there would be enough ants to completely cover every human and suffocate them was it <laughs> isn't it spiders wasn't the spiders like if spiders wanted to kill us they could do it Easily. in an hour or something right like if, that? don't give them the idea if they somehow could have sentient spider listeners out there um a game mechanic you'd most hate I, I've, I've I've been thinking this whole time, and I came up with nothing. I can't think. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have anything for this. I would say this is true. This is uh, true of film as well. The game mechanic I most hate because I actually think it overlooks the interesting part of violence and death is that in film and television and games, we all accept that there is such a person as someone who can kill 100 people in 24 hours right. and the next day do it all over again. And like the psychological repercussions are not a thing. We don't, like we act like they don't exist. So no conscience. Yeah. because I, th- or, or I actually, impact. I actually no actual think impact. things like PTSD and what James Bond would really be like after having done all these horrific things as I become a like mature adult who likes adult film, that would be more interesting to me than he killed 85 guys this time. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm interested in, like, I think the idea of once you die, you have to redo things would be be terrible. Like if you failed at a task. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's very, it's like a very Buddhist thought, but like, yeah. Like if you were in a terrible situation where death was, near and then you finally die then you have to redo a portion it would be like of what that you movie, just happy did. death day you'd yeah. wake up a minute earlier and be like i gotta do that again i gotta do it again i'm gonna get in that car accident right. again right now <laughs> and like most people think about it like oh well then you get it right and then you keep going yeah but like maybe i'm happy that i didn't have to do it right. or maybe i'm maybe you know? the rest of my life will be fucked by the mem- memories i have of dying 17 times right. like how is that gonna fuck right. with you like yeah i wouldn't want that power right Fireballs coming out of the hands would be inconvenient as well. Uh, Chuck Suffle, hey Greg, what was it like? Oh, see, people know. What was it like being a teen on Guiding Light? Any That's good one anecdotes? Of the mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. People know your shit, dude. Jesus, who asked this? Charles Suffle. <laughs> Give me his name. Charles, Charles Suffle. <laughs> Where do you live, Charles Suffle? Great fan, very supportive, longtime fan, very supportive on the Discord. 
called uh, Chuck Suffle. Hi, Chuck. Uh, hey, Chuck. Uh, it was weird. Uh, I was on Guiding Light from when I was nine years old to when I was 14. So I was on that show for five years. Uh, I wasn't one of the main characters. I was, I was a kid of one of the main characters. You told me you were the light. You were the guy. I light. was the yeah. light that guided <laughs> lit everyone every on that scene. show. Um, Rachel Miner was on that show. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, from Mom and the West Wing. Um, Jane, not Jane Curtin. Uh, no, not Jane Curtin. Uh, God damn it! She's a, who's the woman on West Wing? Is one of my favorite actresses She's on TV. Actress. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. She started on that you, show. I met her on that show when I was a kid. Friends? We're a thing. No, we're still a thing. <laughs> no, no. We're still together. I said after friends. all these years. Are you friends? We're still together. Yeah, Chuck. So thanks because for asking about she's that. She's phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She's a wonderful actor. Yeah, she's Allison fantastic. Janney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid though, because she was. Even like especially as a kid, she was enormous. She was yeah. very tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember. Were you like, scared working? I was with very her? scared. Was yeah. she? Uh, she played a nurse. Good to work against though. Like, was she good with the child actor aspect? Was she? Good I wasn't in any scenes with her. I was in episodes oh, okay. with her, but I wasn't in any scenes with her. She was in like, I think she only had like maybe she worked a month on the show that I was there. What was the premise? I know soap operas are soap opera, soap opera, but what's like oh, the premise. general conceit? <laughs> Is the Guiding Light a reference to God's Light? Is it was it a Christian know. soap opera? You don't know what your <laughs> show was about. No, there's no way. Right. No, it was about. It well, was there was a, no touch by an angel. Was a huge soap no, opera for it years. It started as most of these shows are named after the town, the area that they're in. <laughs> so I think this was like a beach town or a oceanside town. Do you know what and state the show you were in <laughs> no. for five years? What state no, it took place in? It was Springfield. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, did you make good bank off that? Follow up, did your parents steal it? <laughs> uh, I made okay money, and my parents didn't steal any of it. But, like, as a kid, was it like blow your mind money because you're a little kid? I was never I... told. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see. Know. I was always fed food and told to say my lines, and I did. Right, right, right. I was told. And they're like, the money will help pay for stuff for you. Don't worry about the it. The money will help pay for College more food. And stuff and more food and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's and... great. That's like actually maybe the best part of the story getting food. Well, no, that like, like that it was managed good. That, 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 that was managed well. You know, like yeah, that, that, that's right. really I, cool. I wasn't a victim of a lot of other child actors yeah. that had that. And yeah. you're normal. Right. Like you're a normal person. Thank like you're you very much, good to Adam. interact with. Yeah. Finally, someone said it. You're very normal. You're so normal, I feel inferior. Right? Like I feel <laughs> oh more God. weird because you're, I'm like, you're like a Soren is also this way where I'm like, that's the total acceptable way that I should be. That's like, <laughs> he, that's like, a man. <laughs> Soren is a magically smiling, always human being. And like as stable as fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, plug requests. What projects are you working on now? What are you excited about? Um, Writing, shooting, I'm, anything. I'm doing stuff with uh, Lou of Greg and Lou. Like doing one project that I can't really talk about. Um, that usually means good things though, right? Maybe. Are we happy I mean, we'll for you? We'll see. I okay. don't know. Or it means a potential big potential thing. Potential good thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we could talk about it after. I just can't <laughs> right, talk about right, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, just doing uh, Greg and Lou stuff. And uh, I've been doing a thing. I've been trying to do a one-man show at UCB, like a character show that I've been talking about for years that I've started writing. Oh, good. Oh. So that's what that I'm... Could that's good. great. Yeah. Like, into legitimately yeah. writing. Yeah. So. That's I am... Great. Continuously blown away by Jamie Loftus's ability 
to oh. just launch one woman shows. She's done right. like four, and they're all good, great. There are people who like that's their thing. Like, one I, I wish I could do shows, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, our upcoming pod, improv podcast, improv podcast, improv comedy uh-huh. podcast. Uh, Rowdy Logan Ryder back with another question. Uh, yeah, we talk about how much we like Star Trek: The Next Generation a lot on this network. Greg, you don't have to. You're not responsible for Star responding Trek? The, to this. But uh, do we like DS9? Is the question. I do like DS9. I think it's the second best after Next Generation. I put it above the original series, which is probably blasphemy to some people. Hmm. Um, but I just think the original series is too weighed down by being dated and hokey by modern standards. DS9 still had very strong characters, great captain. Uh, Quark is like anti-Semitic, arguably, but there's a lot of good... Uh, and you know what? If you're going to make a new Star Trek story, the idea of space station that's basically a giant market and you have everyone passing through there because it's like a hub of transport. Great concept for a Star Trek. Like, better than Voyager, better than Discovery. Is this the CBS All Access show? No, this is an old show. Oh. Old, old. Like, right after Next Generation, I believe DS9 was the next one. And it got canceled pretty quickly, right? It didn't go to... I don't know. I don't want to say because I I didn't watch it like a complete Mm. and I don't know how many seasons it was. Okay. Um, do you have any? Have you ever even I, seen it? Nope. Okay. I have watched. <laughs> I've watched three episodes of Star Trek, total. Maybe four. No strong opinion on Kirk versus Picard. The age. I like debate. Picard much better as Just an actor. Of who he is. And yeah, I, fucking... I. Well, I think you can tell in one episode his character's better. Like, yeah. he, like he's not a hero. He's a captain. Yeah. And that's like better. It's two two notches more complex, which yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> and he got. I can't stress this enough. The inciting incident of his life is the time he was in Paris and he got stabbed in the heart and just laughed. <laughs> That's when he decided to become... That's actually more hero than I would expect. His history was that he was like a roustabout, bumming around Europe, and then he had this life-changing moment where a guy stabs him in the heart and he like just looks the guy in the eyes and laughs and <laughs> survives it through sheer force of will. And then On he just, Star Trek? This is his origin, and he decides to get his life together and enroll in the academy and use that determination he discovered with himself for something greater, they, and he becomes the most decorated Starfleet they, they commander almost, in history. They almost stole that entire narrative for Captain Kirk and these Star Trek reboots. They did. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a bar fight, right? Yeah. It's, well, ex- but it's he, the same. It's that, like, yeah, yeah he he's is... troubled. Yeah, Kirk's new retconned origin story in the new movies is an homage, essentially, to Picard's I didn't know classic that's origin story. I did not know that. Yeah. But they were trying to differentiate him from Kirk by saying, look, no, 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 look, he was like Kirk. Then this changed him. Because the whole thing of the show was, he's a new kind of captain. It's different. <laughs> and it was different. The original Star Trek was action stories, and the new Star Trek was philosophical sci-fi stories. Very okay. different thing. Are those Star Trek reboots going forward or not? I think so. Maybe not. I think the I movies are not, stalled out, like but a, Star Trek was, Discovery is on they've the They've made three of the movies. Right now. But they, they had like the news about Quentin Tarantino doing one of them, and I Jesus. feel like that died. You <laughs> hear about that? That's not no, what I, I want. Yeah, oh. I don't want that. Okay. I don't want Quentin Tarantino to do a space movie really at all, or anything that takes place in space. I don't, I don't, know, who the, I don't know who I want for Star Trek. It does need an auteur. For it to be interesting well, again? Well, now that it's gone, I think they've gone full action. It's not really Star Trek to me. Like, exactly. I don't like those movies. That's the problem with They're it. They're just Marvel movies set in the Star Trek universe. I liked the first one. Um, sure. I did like the yes. first one. Uh, 
Because it had a Casino Royale feel where you're like, this is a gritty what reboot if, in an impressive what way. What if Sorkin took on Star Trek? Imagine that. Would that be weird? That Just, might be cool. No, it could if he went back to... Yeah, but that wouldn't instead be Instead of action... Yeah, That'd be good. He, Adam's right in the sense that, well, if your favorite is Next Generation, what you like about it are the long scenes of them at a conference table or walking around the hall going like... But data, you don't understand morality because it's you're a robot. Yes, but I understand it from this perspective, right? But look at Worf's culture. Like, let's I, explain it. Like, it's mostly people in hallways talking. That's that. Well, and also, <laughs> or Sor- on the holodeck, to, being Sherlock Holmes. In my opinion, the great genius of Sorkin is that he can find interesting moral problems in tech obscure, like very complex situations. That is exactly what Star Trek should be. It's also like coming exactly back right that. now. Jordan Peele's about to make the Twilight Zone reboot, yeah. Black Mirror. I think we're ripe for a Star Trek reboot yeah, that is it. actually true to TNG. But there was like the CBS All Access. Isn't that a new Star Trek show? Yes, but it takes its lead from the movies. Oh. Each story, it's a lot more like 24. In the sense that oh. the purpose of the story is he's going to do stunts, there's going to be lasers and explosions. TNG had no lasers and explosions. It was, I mean, it had some, but it was mainly a show where you'd get a little essay about a philosophical quandary. Like, right. I get, I get that people don't want to watch Plato's Republic, the show, and I space, do, but like, I get that other people don't. I, I get it. <laughs> I, I get why that's not interesting. But I, but like again, the newsroom Sorkin show, right? Very little happens. Like physical action happens in that show, but it's a good show. Because they all really care about getting the news right. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> and I feel like if Star Trek was about we care about making sure that we follow this Federation yeah. protocol, that we, like, that we are humane people, like we have to do that, and we can't abandon this mission no matter what, that's like a pretty good because fodder moral, for drama. Because the moral things we our society all agree upon or whatever, yeah. You right, and like then you can do a lot of weird alien shit that's like morally gray and like have really fun puzzles like yeah. that, you know? That might be all right. I, and I just got to say this because I know people in the comments are going to say, no, the Orville does not count. So many people have told me the fucking stupid Seth MacFarlane comedy, uh, that fills the hole. They're like, actually, later on, it gets a lot more sophisticated. It's basically does TNG it really? with jokes. Fuck no. If you're like a junior high, like if you're at the level of a junior high understanding of philosophy and shit, I hate Seth MacFarlane, but that's a very personal. I'd rather watch me, Galaxy opinion. Quest, the show. Oh my god, I would love I to love watch that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be a funny way to do Star Trek. If we're gonna like, that could be a show. That's a show. You that's have, our podcast. That's a we'll show. Do Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek podcast. I have no reference outside of the reboot movies. That's my no. only Star Trek reference. Which again, I think are good action movies. They're fun. But I'm saying if you like Star Trek because you like. TNG, right? They've never done that again. DS Nine okay. does a little bit, and then after that, they changed their formula to being action. Colin Harrington asks, "I don't know anything about the logistics that go into making shows." Greg, is there any consideration for bringing back escort mission? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, let's you, you do it. That. It's on me. Let's do it. Sure, well, why not? You're gonna edit it, so. <laughs> um, not out of the question right now. Let me say this. Small Beans is just me and Abe, not just me and Abe, but like the post work, I mean, is just me and Abe. And we only really have the bandwidth to do one video series at a time. So we're currently doing one called Family Meeting, but if we take a break on that or that falls by the wayside, we would reinstate a different series. I don't know what it would be. I know people are going to flip out because I say this, but I do want to start putting feelers out there. 
It could be Esker Mission. I would actually really like to do that. We could shoot it here, like Adam's well, I have, here. I have, I have access to Adam. Yeah. But you know what I, I, have I mean? access to Adam. That's a series. <laughs> there are many, many of the old crack series we could never hope to resuscitate in any form. Escort mission isn't. We could theoretically. They make didn't it. give a. They did not give a shit it's, about escort mission. Right, like, and I don't mean. I don't mean that they didn't like it. I mean no, like it did. Well, they it let did us make money. Back they let us do whatever we want right. with that show. Like, but, uh, but would saying, you guys be allowed to do it? Like, is there? Like, well, that's what IP I mean. Issue? Nobody was really tracking that they show. They didn't care. No, uh, that show would happen when I was Cody's like, "Can I just make show? some, please?" And then they were like, "Sure." When Cody was let go of Cracked, the most popular thing he was working on was a show called Some News. The current thing he's working on is Some a show news. called Some More News. <laughs> right. They're not, they're so disengaged from us. No one who works there other than probably Alex Schmidt and David Wong are going to know what we do for the rest of our lives. Like they don't even right. keep up with our Other shit, than the right. name Escort Mission, there's nothing We'd about it that. they could keep. Right. Like they right. can't keep two guys talking about video games because guess what we're doing and right now? They can't say, right. "Greg, you know? you're not allowed to act," and Mike, you're not allowed to act. Right. right, you're not allowed to have that couch again. Like, you're like, like, what else <laughs> is intrinsic to that game? What if that, that show? What if the couch was the one thing though they cared about? <laughs> well, really, the couch. the couch is a character. It's vital to like the essence of the series. <laughs> it's like New York City, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I would also say we've been seeing our patronage dip in a way that is concerning because eventually oh. we won't be able to pay rent and stuff and even though we don't want to per se we're not against it but it would be very difficult on small bonds beans budget it is quite onerous the, the idea of doing an after hours type show but if it would get patronage up we might do that. That's not off the table. Right. Like, do like... What's going to get patronage You and up? me and Cody and Katie in a living room talking about pop culture. People underestimate how pricey it is, though. People, like, people come and, of That's, course... Yeah. I love that people love After Hours, but, of course, when you've made a million things, mm. when the main comment is still like, why don't you just do After Hours? Just do <laughs> After Hours. Like, what's the fucking problem? Just do it. And we'll be like, well, Dan O'Brien's in New York. They're like, then just fucking have him come back and do it. I'm like, you bet. No problem. It's a lot harder. All this shit is harder than you think it is, man. It just I'm, solved it for you. <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah. get it? Oh, we've had comments where people are like, you guys are so dumb as business managers. Like, if I ran your career, like, it's so obvious. Just like do after hours, then staff up on a show that's like after hours, and then get your movie career. Idiot. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Thank God they're there. Otherwise, I'd never occur to me know what, what to, to do. do right. But, uh, I mean, but that, would, that show would cost like $15,000 to make. Which least. is why it would be a very different. Right. We'd have to figure it out. It would. I guess my point is right now, our primary goal on the, our patronage page is to be able to fund a short film as a proof of concept for the feature we want to make. Yeah. I understand why only diehard fans respond to that. And I also know that fans are largely supporting us because of the continuing content we have, not because of our like ambitious goal. But I'll just say, if it's between taking a day job at Trader Joe's or caving and saying, all right, we'll do after hours... I would do it. Oh, of I'd course. Totally do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. disputable. If it would move the needle, I don't know if it would, but we might. I don't know. I mean, just the, yeah. I, and I, I'm I just saying, feel like people need to understand. Now, that. the fact that I said this, it's only going to get worse. Now I'm going to get even more messages. <laughs> and that's great. Like, just do it. And, like, and that's great. You and said I, you'd do it. Like, we, we haven't discussed this ahead of time, but I would want the audience who listens to this to know, like, if you want that to happen, you got to bring people and money here because that is an expensive that's, idea. Because a lot of people have said, 
You're at $7,500 a month. I only have $300 in my bank account. How can you not afford after hours? It's like bank account is not attached to budget. Budget is way more than you think it would be. All these things are more but, complicated like, than you think. When I, said, when I said 15 grand, that is what it costs. He means like to shoot a batch of three, it would be yeah. 15 grand. Yes, yeah. right. that is what yeah. it costs. And so making seven grand a month, which I split with Abe and we both live on, we don't have an extra 15 to make after hours. <laughs> But I mean, I, I but, feel like uh, you guys would need to do a specific podcast about this to really get enough people. Well, on board we would just change it. our goal to, hey, if we reach this amount, we'll make after hours again and see if if people respond right. overwhelmingly to that. But I will say, after hours is also deceptively tedious. The scripting to part write, yeah, and uh, people really underestimate that because when we first started Small Beans, I'm not an idiot. I want to thrive. Of course, we immediately discussed, do you think we could get away with just continuing? Do you think we could get a, well, it would be huge if we could, if we could like not get sued and do after hours, I bet it would be a big deal. And we had a writer's meeting. I paid people to come to the writer's meeting. We uh, all pitched ideas and like started the normal process. And one by one, every single writer I invited, like privately approached me and said like, I didn't realize after hours are so hard to write. This is so much research. It's going to take me like 50 hours to write an episode. Yep. I'm, I'm, no, I'm a pass. And it came down to Abe and me looking at each other and Abe going, well, could you write one after hours a month? And I'm like, that would just, like, it would destroy, it would melt my brain. We used to, like, could you just write it all? And I'm like, that yeah, would be fucking hard. We after used to, hours is hard to write. We used to get together once a quarter and like, it'd be like a four hour meeting Sometimes of like six hours. Yeah, yeah. Like of people with like, you know, 10 or 15 pitches and it would take six to ten people who've been doing this for years to get to, to three get episodes. Three that we are good enough. It, yeah. it, it, it was really hard. It was really tough. I mean, see, so yeah, I have a Fraser episode in the tank if we do bring after yeah. hours back. But I mean, yeah, this isn't even for the podcast. But if if you really think it would move the needle, then like you guys should do uh, something specifically for your listeners describing exactly what it would take yeah and see if the response to that is commensurate with it or not yeah. yeah i mean yeah we might makes sense yeah. um that would, that's a good idea for you this to will check create out. buzz on the discord i know that you should least. check it out uh last but not least kaz zickmanis asks or comments i was wondering if you guys would ever consider doing a one-upsmanship ep- episodes so this is mainly for adam and i on a particular developer or publishing company. Oh, this is the one that I said to Adam mm. before recording. I'm like, you're going to think this is me, a planted question. I can't wait. Schmeichel Schwein Would you be says, considering to do an indie showcase of some sort? <laughs> especially, wait, listen. Especially about a particular publishing company. For example, I would love to hear your takes on every Devolver digital game because of everything they're doing, in parentheses, Enter the Gungeon, oh The Messenger, Absolver, all these games that I keep calling Adam at 1 a.m. and going like, Did you play Enter the Gungeon, dude? Devolver Digital, dude. I agree. I think not since Naughty Dog have I been so loyal to a developer. I think uh, Devolver Digital knows what the fuck they're doing, and when they interact with a project, it's always better. Um, they're the Halls of development. Indeed. I don't know if, if everybody who thinks like you is a Small Beans fan... <laughs> or if, if like, or if you're onto something, and I'm just some old bastard who doesn't know what anything is. 
I don't. I'm just shocked to hear somebody else loves this idea like you do. I'm shocked to hear the that. indie showcase or the, that enter the gungeon the is one of the best of it. games. The yeah. specifics of it are like, man, you do find the people that think like you. Because so, yeah. uh, I, I, of course, we should do it. I'm not. I, I I've said to you and in private that that uh, we should do. We should cover at least the big indie games, um, and we I should be playing some of them. I am selfish with my time, so I like to play games that I know I'm going to like. Right. And that's part of the issue with this is like, mm, do I want to play games that I might not like just and to cover it on this podcast? I only podcast? pay Adam because it's all I can afford. Right. Or I'd pay more. 50 bucks an episode to do this show. <laughs> so it's hard for me to call him and be like, come on, man, just play this game for 80 hours so we can cover it. And he's like, I really don't like that game. And I'm like, well, I'm paying you 50 bucks. Invest 80 hours. And, and then, he, then he whips me. Yeah. Then he whips me like a circus performer. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never, I, I don't care about the money. It's more just the, it's more the time, you know, like it's, it's, uh, that's what I mean is that, yeah, people also ask, cause we allow them to pick what movie we cover on frame rate if they are a hundred dollar donor or more. And people ask, why can't I pick the one upsmanship game? Cause then for a hundred dollars, I'm giving you 40 hours of my time to beat the game, oh, right. two hours to record the episode, three hours to produce. And, That's insane. And of my time, which you right. don't own. Like, nobody <laughs> in this podcast owns that time. Uh, so, like, I'll do it if I like the game. It's, it's right. the answer But to we have also said uh, we, are, we know that we can't only cover games we like, and we do. We put in effort no, to cover sure. games. Also, it's interesting to analyze games you don't like if, they're, if you can elucidate why and what it means you know <laughs> i mean yeah i don't want to i don't want to be a dick i i i, I like, will i would i would and will cover a, an amount of indie games that is reasonable right um there's short ones yeah I, side note i am obsessed with lucas pope right now and return of the obra din and papers please are both short session indie games that are phenomenal this I want to describe because this will confuse the shit out of Greg in a way that's delightful. greg is being a real good sport papers, right please, now papers please papers please is a game where you're uh border guard at a Russian or like a USSR so you know block country uh-huh. and the whole game is analyzing people's papers as they pass through the checkpoint and comparing it to the rule book to see if their visa is forged or accurate or if they need to be given a fingerprint test or not or if they have their immunization records up to date and stuff that's the whole game and it's fucking thrilling is it's there so any action in it yes there is action and the way it unfolds is but the way it unfolds is all through your booth, checking like, papers. That's why it's like called this, Papers, Please. I, like, uh, this is one of those games where I think if you experienced it, it it's like, oh. But like, to, to hear action. it described. Yeah. Right. It's like every single point-and-click adventure sounds really dumb when summarized. Like, point, you know what a point-and-click adventure is? Yeah. They all sound really dumb when they're described. Right. You know what I mean? They sound like, okay. And then you play them, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Right. That's it what is, this game is it's like. It's exactly I think. true. If yeah. you actually played it, you'd be like, well, you are just doing papers, but you're not just doing papers. <laughs> like, a bunch of extra narratives uh-huh. start to weave in that will affect the future and shit. Yeah. I still think you guys should do a podcast about the downfall of the Jaguar 64 and Sega 32X. We are going to do more. We'll eventually cover them in some form. Yeah. What's, what consoles have you owned in your life? Well, those are the two the big ones that turned me off to gaming. The downfall of them. Oh. My little, I got sucked into buying them. My little oh. brother's not a gamer because he just picks so badly. For Christmas, he asked for a Jaguar yeah. and then a few years later, a Virtual Boy. And then oh, he wow. got burned so bad both times, he's like, I don't like video games. <laughs> what well, was one? It was the year. At, so the Jaguar, I think, was 94. 
And the 32X was 95, I'm pretty sure. Man, that's two and, bad years. And I got sucked into the advertising, and I got sucked into the hype, and then they both, the carpet was pulled out from both of them. And then from that point on, like, I bought the PlayStation, but I bought it just to play sports games. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm just not buying I'm not going to care games. about you. I'm not going to care. No, really, I'm not <laughs> going to care. And then, well, and then going back to GoldenEye, GoldenEye was the one game that got me back into it, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't own an N64, so it was always on somebody else's system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I also think that uh, if you didn't own a Sega or a Nintendo as a kid, like I, I feel like that's a really key gateway for loving video games. The amount no, I mean, that I, we do. That's I what did. I mean. Is like, oh, you did. Oh, okay. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Jaguar and Thirty Two X weren't the first games I owned. Oh, what, what, tell me, no, no, tell no, me no. the I consoles you owned. I own Nintendo. I own Sega. Which ones of those do you know? NES, the regular the first Nintendo, Nintendo yeah, yeah. and then Genesis. You know, Genesis. And then the Thirty Two X was the the thing Plug you plugged in. into the mm. top. Um, mm. Yeah. Did you ever put? Did you ever have the Sonic and Knuckles Genesis cartridge that you could open and plug another Sonic cartridge in top of? No, <laughs> I love it. Gen- Sega had so many like Some cool ideas. ideas. There was yeah, this ridiculous no, no. tower I had because it would be because the Sega CD at first docked into the Genesis, like yeah, it became I one that. unit. So it would be Sega CD bottom level, Genesis docked into that, 32X docked into that, Game Genie <laughs> plugged in, Sonic and Knuckles plugged into the Game it's Genie, like Sonic One plugged into the. Sonic no, and Knuckles cartridge. That. That's insane. That way, you could play Sonic 2 as Knuckles on high def with cheats. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I didn't have that. And the thing looked like a Jenga tower. Yeah, yeah it was stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's all the questions. Yeah. And thank you for asking them. Thank you, Greg, for indulging us. Thank you, Michael and Adam. We'll be back whenever the fuck we're back. 